Happy Hometown Showdown Friday, Shark Nation. We got football tonight against Bluffton. Kickoff at 7.30 p.m. Do not come to the game late or you will be waiting in line. I would arrive between 7 and 7.15 to make sure you get in before kickoff. All right, we got some playoff updates to give you as the fall season comes to a close or is coming to a close for some of our teams. Girls' tennis season came to a tough ending this past Monday. Their defeat Monday evening left them out of the playoffs, but with only one senior, the girls look to bounce back in a big way next year. Girls' volleyball traveled to AC Florida this past Wednesday and defeated the Falcons in straight sets as a four seed. That was a big upset. Um, Sharks won 25 to 21, 25 to 22, and 25 to 15. The girls are now set to travel to North Myrtle Beach High School to take on one of the top-ranked volleyball teams in the state. First serve will be at 6 p.m. Good luck, girls. Girls Golf put up an impressive 329 at the lower state qualifier match this past Monday. That was the lowest score from the lower and upper state. May River hosts the state championships this Monday and Tuesday at Hilton Head Lakes Golf Course. Remember, the girls are vying for their third straight 4A state championship. Please follow us on social media for live updates as the tournament is being played. This is probably a five-team race. This is really close. The last couple of years, May River has run, ran away with it, won by 30-plus strokes. This year will be very close. Probably, again, probably one of five teams could win it. So it should be very interesting. Um, so keep on Shark Twitter, uh, May River Twitter. It's at Shark um, underscore athletics and Instagram. Um, we'll try to keep you up to date live as those scores are coming in Monday and Tuesday. A couple individual updates from the boys and girls cross country team as they near their region championship next Saturday at Bluffton High School. Braxton's Tally, Braxton Tally ran a um, personal, personal best on Saturday of 18 minutes and 13 seconds. First year running, his first year running cross country in his fifth 5K ever. He is now top four on the team. And of course, Noah Wasserman and Cohen McDonald will be competing for the individual region champion next week as well. And Anya Arroyo, first place finish at the race with the Sharks, all time personal record of 18 minutes flat. That is a 548, five minute and 48 second mile pace. Remember, Anya will be competing against Hannah Broom. For not only the region title next week, but the state title in a few weeks. Good luck to our cross-country runners. Our varsity football team routed Colleton County last week 48-7. Jaden Jones and Tanner Macy each had 123 yards rushing and combined for four touchdowns. Defensively, Adrian Gaston led the defense with four tackles, one tackle for loss, one pressure, and two pass breakups on screens. Karan Green also had four tackles and one tackle for a loss. JV football dominated Bluffton last night for their seventh victory in eight tries over our crosstown rival, 41-7. to All right, like we said, varsity football will kick off against Bluffton tonight in the hometown showdown at 7.30 in the tank. A couple things to keep in mind. If you do not have an all-sports pass or ticket, you can purchase either at mayriverathletics.com. I would encourage everyone to make sure they have their tickets before they arrive. This will help you get into the game quicker. Again, don't show up at 7.20 and expect to see kickoff. It will be a huge crowd tonight, so get there between 7 and 7.15. Hope to see everyone there, and go Sharks! Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. 
Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. It is college pick'em time. Obviously, we've got the big hometown showdown tonight. Big game against Bluffton. Kickoff at 730. We've got Coach Powell with us, as always. Um, Coach Powell, uh, I know Bluffton you know, has a big passing attack. This is probably the best. This is the best passing attack we've seen since New Hampstead um, week zero. So what, what do we got to kind of do to kind of slow them down? I think the leading receiver in the state, Jalen Linder, is coming down the road. Um, what do we do to slow those guys down? Yeah, they're extremely talented at the skill positions. Um, a lot of people think they just throw the ball. They have a very talented running back. He's very good. I think I saw where he's got an offer from Navy. Um, so they, they're very skilled. They got two or three very fast uh, receivers. They got uh, the, the Kamari Simmons dude. I think he finished third in the 100-meter uh, last year. So they have very skilled. But their offensive line has gotten better. They have got a scheme now that I think fits their personnel. Uh, we got to be able to get off the field on third down. We've got to try to get them in third and long situations and then be successful get a little pressure on the quarterback and try not to give up the big play. Um, but everybody thinks they just throw the ball deep. Um, they do have a lot of ways of scoring. They're a very explosive team. We're definitely going to have our hands full defensively uh, against the Bluffin offense. All right. Remember, kickoff 730. <clears throat> get your tickets beforehand if you can. Um, if not, everything is cashless. So it will be if you're getting your tickets here, you'll have to pay with a credit card. But we encourage you to get your tickets beforehand so you get in the gate quickly. Don't show up at 720. Or you're going to miss miss kickoff. All right. With that said, we got ten games. Coach Whitmore is not with us today. He is uh, at lunch duty, and we're filming during lunch. Um, so he he printed out his sheet, his long winded sheet, Coach Powell. So yeah, and I'm going to let definitely leave that to Coach Macy to read it. <laughs> I can't sing. I'm sure he has a sing this song, Coach Macy, yeah. in there at some point. Well, I'm sure you'll enjoy the podcast significantly more without Whitmore, and we still have his picks because he's not even winning the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Coach Powell's still winning. Have still winning. All right, all right. All right, so we're going to start with the Hawkeyes traveling to Columbus, facing the Buckeyes. Ohio State is minus 30. Coach Powell, what do you like? Well, usually this is Whitmore will start us off, and he would say, uh, Coach Powell, do you know what happened in 1943? And I would say, Whitmore, I have no idea. And he would go to tell me that the Ohio State had a power outage and and Ohio State, yeah, it would be over and over and over, and they beat them when whatever who was president, the only time it's ever happened. Um, I, Ohio State minus 30 means that to cover, Ohio State has to score 33, minimally, because uh-huh. um, Iowa cannot score. I think Iowa State's coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Ohio State, you know, right now, I don't think they've, ever, they've been tested I'm not sure they're going to be tested this week. I think they got the highest probability to win the national championship. If they can keep their sights locked in, I think they're very dangerous. But this is a team that uh, is not going to be able to slow them down, and they can't score no matter how bad Iowa St- uh, Ohio State's defense is. And Ohio State's defense is pretty good. So I'm going to have to go with the Ohio State Buckeyes to get the cover. All right, Coach Whitmore, this is what he has written. <coughs> Short, it's only a couple sentences. Coach, Coach Powell, Powell, great pick. Yeah, <laughs> here it goes. Yep. He does say Buckeyes coming off a bye. Maybe they've finally gotten healthy. Iowa has a good D, but a bad O. He will say 41-13 Buckeyes, but that means the Hawkeyes get the cover. All right, well, I say, Coach Macy says, that Iowa is putrid on offense. Not bad. Putrid. You have to be able to get first downs against Ohio State. Why? To keep their offense off the field. Which is what the Sharks are going to look to do tonight. Get some first downs and keep Bluffton's offense off the field. I just don't think Iowa gets enough first downs, too much pressure on the defense. I like this thing, something like, I don't know, 
45, 44 to maybe 10, maybe, maybe 10 in a late touchdown. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes to cover. All right, next, UT. Oh, this is one of those classic SEC crap games here. Yep. We, we play a big game, and then we, we play a non-Division one school. Non-Division one school in the middle of the year. That, it shouldn't be allowed. Yep. Um, it should be week one or two if you're going to do that. But anyway, UT Martin, I know they're ranked. They're not even Division one. Traveling to Knoxville to face Tennessee. Tennessee minus a billion points, a.k.a. 45. Coach Powell, what do you got? Uh, if... if as long as none of the players got thrown into the river after that <laughs> celebration, I know the goalpost did. I don't see how UT Martin's going to be able to slow Tennessee down. Uh, you know, it's one of them games where you think Tennessee can just slow it down. But the way Tennessee plays on offense, I think it's very, very hard for them to slow it down. Not to mention their backup quarterback is very good at Tennessee. So he would start in most places. Therefore, I think they're going to keep clicking. Um, they don't seem to be a team that's going to have a letdown. Um, they're, you know, they always got something to prove. They got to try to earn every right because there is some games down the road they could potentially get a loss. So I think they're trying to make their resume as good as possible. Um, so in the eyes of the, the selection committee uh, later on, that they do get selected in the event they drop a game. So I think Tennessee continues to roll. Um, that that uh, Jalen Hyatt kid, uh, that kid from South Carolina, was apparently too skinny uh, to play for some of our in-state schools, had five touchdowns against Alabama, you know, perennial power. Weird how that happens because he can actually play football. He's a good football player. I think Tennessee has no hangover here. I can see Tennessee getting to like 60. I don't see UT Martin scoring more than 10. Therefore, I'm going to have to go Tennessee with the cover. All right, Coach Whitmore has it 58-14 balls. I would like to – he said he would like to apologize to his in-laws for not being here in the studio, of course, to celebrate the huge win last week but wanted to know how much he enjoyed watching one of the top three games he has ever witnessed with them. He was up in Charleston last weekend or two weekends ago, <clears throat> but he says UT Martin gets the backdoor cover as Tennessee rests some starters late. All right. That's coach Whitmore's pick. 45 is a lot of points. Um, I, I sense let down. It's hard to find a line on that to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And, and we're so, and I, Tennessee's defense isn't really all that good. I mean, if, if UT Martin does have a pulse, if they're good in their division, Maybe they do get 20 points, and there's no cover. So I guess I'll take UT Martin and all those points. All right, next, big one. Big one in the ACC. Cuse has more than a pulse. They're rated, what, 15? 15, I think. Yeah, that's correct. Something like that, 15-20. But they're traveling to Clemson, key there. To Clemson, not to that god-awful carrier dome. Clemson, two touchdown favorites, so a lot of points. Coach Powell. Your squad. It's a little nervous here. Um, Syracuse getting in here. I talked about how I thought Louisville was going to be opportunity to go nine and zero and ten and zero until they play Clemson and those big games, and they lost the first game to Syracuse. It was Syracuse, that's going to be undefeated. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, and I said, man, man, I, I just got that wrong. But Syracuse is undefeated, man. Syracuse plays a very tough defense. Um, the you know they. Dino Fabers, you know, a couple years ago, you know, I'm sure they'll talk about it on game day where Dabo Sweeney, they played him real close. And that, uh, Clemson's one of the best teams in the country, goes into the locker room and congratulates them. And I think that was a lot of people made fun of that because you don't do that. Um, but I think it was important for Syracuse, but it didn't really help the Clemson Tigers. Um, Clemson, uh, you know, everybody still question our quarterback play. It is not the quarterbacks, Okay. It is not quarterback play. It is not offensive line play. It is lack of explosive receivers. Right now, our most explosive receiver is a true freshman from Dutch Fork High School. 
Our two tight ends are very good. We do not have an outside threat right now that can take the top off of an offense, of a defense. However, we do got a running back who is a very, very, very good player. Um, Syracuse plays stingy defense. Clemson looked awful the first two drives against Florida State, figured it out for about three quarters of the game, then stopped playing the last three possessions of the football game against Florida State. I got to say Florida State, in my opinion, and Syracuse are very comparable. 14 points is a lot. However, it's at home. Clemson has, you know, they've risen to the occasion. A lot of people are starting to question Dabo Sweeney. I like when Dabo Sweeney is a little bit angry and people are questioning him because typically his teams produce a little bit better. Therefore, at home, I'm going to have to go to Clemson Tigers. Man, Coach Whitmore, you were on the same page with that uh, that halftime. That <coughs> oh, really? And I didn't even speech. get to read his he, notes. That he yep, left he said, pal, I wonder if Dabo oh. and his crew neck sweatshirt will walk over to the Syracuse locker room to congratulate them if the Orange pull off the upset. Unfortunately, I just don't think we find out this year. Clemson wins by 17-plus. Coach Whitmore's got the Tigers. Whitmore is a smart man this week. I, I'm taking Clemson, too. I, I just think – it's a big game. Clemson will be ready. It's at their places that night. No, it's 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, noon kickoff. Makes me nervous. Help Syracuse a little bit. Um, <clears throat> atmosphere won't be as crazy, crazy if it was at 7.30 or 8 or whatever. Um, but I just think Clemson's – they're starting to play better. Um, it's a lot of points, though, but I'm going to take Clemson. I'm taking the Tigers. All right, next, the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. Travels to the heartland in South Bend, taking on the Fighting Irish – the limping Irish, shall we call them, minus 27 for Notre Dame. Coach Powell, what do you got? I'm embarrassed to say this, but I haven't watched Notre Dame very much this year. We haven't missed um, anything. They, 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 they usually play those weird 230 games. And I just, it's a great time. It's a great time if you're a fan. There's no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> but I just haven't watched them very often. I'm looking at their scores. And one week I'm, I, I come in here and I say they haven't figured it out, and they figure it out. Or I say <laughs> they haven't figured it out, and they don't end up figuring it out. So with that being said, it's a little bit nerve-wracking, UNLV. I don't think they can bring their slot machine to Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame's going to allow that on the sideline. However, that would definitely be an incentive for most players if you got to pull a slot machine and win money like you do when they play. But um, NIL now, you're allowed to. Yeah, there you got to do that. Maybe maybe they'll bring it let Notre Dame use it because I yeah. think they're the only Let's one go. that's going to be using it. Um, inside of four touchdowns, i got to think Notre Dame, they, they have to make – I mean, they got to win. There's no doubt about it. I don't. They're not. I don't. You know, I don't know much about them. The coaches. I don't think in jeopardy of getting his job lost. But they did have a, a bad loss last week um, that I, I think was a little concerning for Notre Dame and their fans. Um, so I think they'll respond. Um, I think they get a 28 point cover against UNLV. All right, Coach Whitmore says <clears throat> Notre Dame is struggling, but UNLV is even worse. They're bad. Don't let the 4-3 and three record for the Rebels fool you. They've lost the last two weeks by a combined score of 82-14 to 14 to San Jose State and Air Force. Irish will be better at every position, and Macy gets his coveted 230 start. That's right. And cover for the Irish. He's taking Notre Dame. I will tell you why they've lost so bad the last two uh, weeks. Uh, please. Because I'm they're make some notes. very good quarterback and they're very good running back that Marcus Freeman actually recruited to Cincinnati, who's obviously very good, um, did not play. They are questionable. Oh boy. Questionable this weekend. So we don't know. If they don't play, Irish, I think, probably do cover, but I'm on the train. I am taking everyone but Notre Dame until proven otherwise. And the three and three record clearly shows I have not been proven otherwise. So I am taking <coughs> Las Vegas, the running rebels. The running rebels. Plus 27. All right. Old miss at LSU minus two. I don't know. I mean, LSU didn't watch them, but man, they blew out Florida in the second half. Correct. Impressive. 
Man, yeah. it must be that coach down there. Yeah, this is weird. I've heard man. of, man. This ah, is weird. Fine. This is weird. Well, like, I, right. like, you know, we, we talked multiple times, you know, uh, head coach at LSU, Brian Kelly, is he, he didn't take this job just to make money. The dude is a winner. And he is not just he, – he has a reputation of being a winner everywhere he's been, regardless of division, regardless of classification, whatever. Um, so he is no dummy. Um, he's a he's a top five coach in the country. Um, you know, 3.30 kickoff, maybe it's not as rowdy there. Um, so I think that may brought into – I know Coach Macy was spot on a couple weeks ago with them playing a 12 o'clock start. Um, Ole Miss, man. Elaine fighting Lane Kiffins, man. I, I really like them. Um you can say a lot of things about him, but play calling is one of the things that you cannot take away from Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin gets, I think, the most out of his players. I understand he didn't have, he had some bad runs at places, but as of late, I'm he is the real deal. He's maturing. Um, the kids like him. He's an excellent play caller. Talent's got to be very similar at home. You should favor LSU. I don't think, I think Ole Miss is not going to have a letdown. And maybe uh, last week was a fluke for LSU. I got to take Ole Miss in the points. Coach Whitmore says, okay, so I have figured out that LSU seems to show out at about every other week. So this should be a down week for the Tigers. Right. The lane train rolls through Baton Rouge and gets the dub behind that running game. And it is a good running game. It is a game. running game. It, should, a, it shocks a lot of people. It, yeah, their quarterback, what? They only threw how many times last week? And it wasn't a lot. Dices them up. Yes. So, yes, we've, I've been on – been documented, I think, Brian Keller's top three to five coach. Um, <coughs> LSU just – I keep saying that they're, this isn't their year. They're not very talented. I think he came in with about 60 scholarship players, I've said in the past. So right now they're ahead of schedule. Um, I think Ole Miss is good. They're going to pound it. And Lane <coughs> Kiffin isn't – you can say I've, I've said it a million times. He is becoming a better head coach, but he's always been a good play caller. That yep. has never been in question. So I do like Ole Miss in the points at LSU at 330. Hotty toddy. All right. UCLA at Oregon. Oregon minus six and a half. Ducks on the pond, Coach Powell. Uh, you know, this is uh, Chip Kelly, his return to Oregon. Um, this is this, this is a tough first, game. It's not his first game back there, is it? Can't be, right? Can't be right. He's same, been there a yeah, few years. Been there, this is third year there, so they've at least played there once. Yeah. Um, I do think UCLA is still undefeated. I want to say that they are. I'm not 100% on yeah, that, but I do 11, think they are. Verse 13, um, <laughs> Oregon. Um, Every time I think Oregon is good and they're back and they're playing well, they get hammered, man. It is weird. Um, I continuously say that Oregon is not pistol. Six I said that for me, you know. UCLA 6-0, and o, Oregon 5-1. Five 5-1. Five and one. Nine versus ten. And Oregon's they got hammered by Georgia. So, yeah. you know, that's I'm Pac-12 sure most has a other pulse, people. Though. They're, they're, they're the best, second-best conference yeah. in, in college football. And they, you could argue they're the best. They definitely have From a top ten, uh, from top to bottom. Um Rival game, six and a half points. Maybe UCLA is excited to get to play in front of some fans this week. It's at home. They haven't played in front of nobody. There will be more people at the Shark game this Friday uh, than there was at UCLA home games that I've seen this year. Um, uh, UCLA had some bigger wins this year. I, I, I'm going to have to go with UCLA to get the, get getting six and a half points. All right. Coach Whitmore says Oregon playing pretty well, and UCLA <laughs> has a couple big wins. Really a toss-up for me. I could see Oregon winning, but I think if they do, it will be close. I guess I'll take Chip Kelly and the Bruins because they're getting points. So he's taking the Bruins as well. Yeah, UCLA was really physical. They dominated Utah a couple yes, weeks that ago. that was shocking. And then Utah, I mean, what a great 
football game against USC. Yep. Late night, a lot of people may not have seen it, but what a football game. Um, so I don't know. I think UCLA, you got to give them credit for Utah for bouncing <clears> back, but that looks like a pretty good win. They out physical Utah, which just doesn't happen in that conference. So I'm going to take UCLA the points too. I think they could win with that physicality. Um, the quarterback's been there for a while. He's mature. It's just, it's just a lot of points. So I'm, I'm going to take the Bruins as well. All right, Texas, Tejas, minus six at Okie State. Oh, disappointing for your quarterback down the stretch there, pal. Yeah. Minus six for the Longhorns. And I just read where Oklahoma State just got a division owner. D-Lyman has just decided to stop playing the rest of the year. I oh, guess yeah. you lose a game now. You oh, just yeah. cancel it and go to NFL. Portal, it's, NIL. It's going to be it's, awesome, man. It, it, it's going it, to be great. Can't wait it, to it watch teaches, college football in 20 years. It teaches a terrible it, – it, it's not a good, good method nope. uh, to teaching young men, I don't think. Uh, about adversity and fighting through things, and they've given them ways out. And the NFL continues to draft these kids, which ultimately hurts the college game tremendously. Um, okay, State, their their strength has been their defense in the last couple of years. They gave up a bunch of points late uh, to TCU last week. Um, I think Texas is as good as TCU. Minus six at Oklahoma State. You got to wonder what what is their what is their locker room like. I still do. I still think that the Oklahoma State's quarterback is exceptionally well. Um, every time I think t- Texas has arrived, they once again show me yeah, that they're not Texas. Very ordinary last week. Like very, like correct. Now was all oh, they're going to blow Iowa State out, and they barely win. Um, maybe they got the attention of them. This is a. I've scratched through who I'm picking on this several times. I wish I could have heard Whitmore's talk prior to mine. <laughs> maybe I could get some notes from him. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Longhorns here. All right. Coach Whitmore <laughs> says, Powell's boy, man, he was playing great until he wasn't. OK yep, State awesome. took a big lead early and lost in double OT as Sanders, Oklahoma State's quarterback, finished one for his last 11 for 23 yards and an interception. Ouch. Uh, Should have just ran the ball, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> Huge game. <laughs> big 12 championship game implications. I think Texas here do – Due to their balance on offense, hook him. He's taking Texas minus six. This wow. is a tough one. Again, maybe it was a look-ahead game. Iowa State's well-coached. They're not great. They don't have better athletes in Texas. <coughs> but, I think, you know, Matt Campbell is is a very good football coach. It would be interesting to see if he got a, a Texas-like job or, I don't want to say Nebraska or a Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, when he had better players. They always seem to be in games. He does a good job. Um, but, man – I'll take Texas, too, just a touchdown, more offense, more balance. Um, but it's at Okie State, but I'm going to go with the Longhorns as well. All right, Mississippi State and the Cowbells. Oh, what a great time to play Alabama. Man, <coughs> minus 21, so many points. All right, Coach Powell, what do, you got? what do you got? Everybody in the country last week was pulling for Alabama to lose except the Mississippi State football <laughs> coaching <Yeah>. staff. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, very tragic event. I don't know exactly the details of it, but I did read where – uh, one of their 18-year-old offensive linemen from Mississippi State uh, just passed, uh, I think, a day or two ago. Again, I've read nothing in relation to why or how. Um, but uh, obviously losing a teammate, a young young man, is incredibly difficult for them. Um, uh, you know, their defensive line, Coach Mississippi State, had a little soccer line ties. Coach Deke Adams uh, played against his son, Jordan Adams. We're at Westwood. He's 17th overall draft pick in Major League Baseball draft, fighting his way through the – the minor leagues, um, I'm very a uh, big fan of Mississippi State's offense and their quarterback, but sometimes they can't score, and it is very awkward to me. Um, 
quarterback for Bama was back fine. That's not an issue. I think this is a team that doesn't throw the ball nearly as good as Tennessee. You're not going to Mississippi State's not going to outscore Bama. Twenty-one is a lot. We're going to find out a whole lot about Bama. It's new leadership within their locker room after with this game. Bama at home minus twenty-one. I got to take roll tide. Coach Whitmore says so. The last few weeks, we've heard the reasons why Bama was going to blow out their opponent. It hasn't happened. Texas A&M would have their full attention. They should have lost. Tennessee was being hyped too much, and Bama will show up. They did lose. Now Saban will be on top of this and won't let the slide continue. Problem is, this team is undisciplined and not as physical as previous teams. Bama wins, but the Pirates, which is Mississippi State, covers tied by 20. Interesting game last week with with Alabama. Obviously, what was – they didn't blow them out. They were, at no point were going to blow them out. But they were up a touchdown, and I felt they had an interception. I just I didn't think that was pass interference. I've never seen Alabama not get calls, so I'm certainly no fan of Alabama. But, man, they had 17 penalties, and I thought Tennessee got a lot of calls in that game. If that pick is called a pick, they return it almost for a touchdown. That's correct. They're going in to go up 14 late, deep into the game, and it's over. Game. Yeah, Check and, and they cover, and they win by probably two touchdowns. Yep. And no one's talking about Tennessee and all this – you know, Twitter hype. Um, so I don't know. But it, it, and the Tennessee spreads them out. Mississippi State should spread them out. They're going to throw it around yeah. with, with the Pirates. So similar offenses. Um, Rogers, Will Rogers has been there forever. He's a fifth year senior. He's <clears> seen it. He's not going to be intimidated at Bama. I love Mississippi State's front four. They're big, they're athletic. Probably all four of them are going to play in the NFL at some point. Um, again, a bad time to play Bama. Um, but it's just a lot of points. I'm going to take I'm going to take Mississippi State and the Bulldogs as well here. All right, Texas A&M coming over, coming over to Columbia, home state, Carolina minus three A&M at South Carolina. Pal, what do you got? Man, um, good for South Carolina. You know, to only be a three point dog to Texas A&M, who clearly pays their people the most money of any team in the country. You could argue. Um, you know, I think it's the state fair this weekend in Columbia. Um, a lot of distractions. I know uh, our coach's staff was in at Westwood prior to here. And man, when the, the fair comes to town, buddy, it, it, for whatever reason, the kids absolutely love it. Uh, I saw some video the other day where the kids were riding on scooters, bowling at the fair. So maybe they're not focused. Um, had a transfer this past week, which is a little weird. After a bye week, uh, maybe they went a different direction with some of their secondary players because out of Cane Bay. Um, fifth-year senior. Um, South Carolina, I think, is getting a little bit more healthy, uh, extra week to prepare. Maybe that helps them at home. Maybe the Carolina Gamecock fan faithful stay the entire game. They got all those cool lights. Um, Texas A&M got a little pressure on them, though, I think. He's getting paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And if you're only a three-point favorite to South Carolina in the current situation that they're in, that is not good for you. Um, This is a tough one here. Texas A&M has better players. Texas A&M's defense is good enough, and I think they'll score on South Carolina. I'm not convinced South Carolina's defense is great, so I'm going to have to go with the Aggies. Coach Whitmore, quick on this one. A&M just going to be too talented. Carolina might hang around. I just think A&M finds a way. So he's taking A&M and the points. Yeah, A&M is putrid on offense. Their offense hadn't been good at all. Would they score 14 against App State or something? Their defense has been really good. Um Three is not a lot, so you're you're basically taking probably who's going to win the game. Correct. I'm just going to roll with A&M because I think they have better players, similar to what Coach Whitmore said. All right, 
Big one here in, in the Big 12, another league that has been solid, much better than in the past. It's like the Pac-12. Um, but Kansas State is at TCU. TCU still undefeated, three and a half. Man, um, TCU can score points, man. They're believing. Like I said, they got down last week by a lot and came back. So that shows you a little bit about them. Um, Kansas State, however, is always a team that you cannot sleep on. Um, they, they're absolute well coached. That guy has won a bunch of bunch of bunch of games at Division One AA level. They know how to run the football. They're going to be prepared. Um, they don't have the skill set of athletes at TCU, but they run a style that doesn't require that. Um, the point five is a little bit dangerous to me. However, TCU has answered every bell call lately um, in terms of how to respond. And as they're undefeated and they're climbing the poles, I'm going to have to go TCU here to get the win by more than three and a half. All right, Coach Whitmore says, isn't this exactly the type of game that K-State seems to win every year versus Oklahoma or Texas? Well, here we go again. Give me the Wildcats plus the points. Wow. Yeah, I just I think TCU, I man, they're better, but this is one of those games that you gotta assume they're gonna trip up somewhere. Where's it gonna be? I mean, they have been they've been told all year how good they are, but man, you, you win like you did and you walk around campus with your chest puffed out. I mean, sometimes that can help. You can gain confidence and a team gets a ball rolling, there's no doubt. Um, but also can work the other way. And I just this K State, it is a vast um, difference in styles. And I agree with Coach Powell. They don't have to have those athletes that TCU has to do what they do. I think they run it right at them. I think they they play um, possession football, um, ball control football, and, I, and I, I don't know if they get the upset, but I like maybe TCU to win late on a field goal. I'm just going to take points. I'm going to take the Wildcats. All right, that's all we got today. Again, we got a big, huge football game. Obviously, the hometown showdown, um, region implications. Kickoff is at 7.30. Guys, do not wait till the last minute to get here. Get your tickets beforehand. Get here between 7 and 7.15 so you can get in, into the gate and be here ready to roll at kickoff. We'll see you tonight at 7.30. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.